Welcome to another Adventure Mechanic side quest. I'm Chandler. I've been getting swamped by the overwhelming nature of Cartagator lately. In an attempt to still make forward progress, I've been trying to break the game down into all the smaller mini-games that'll make up the bigger game as a whole. Even that's been proving to be a problem for me, though. I keep getting stuck in the development swamp, not sure if the game I'm making is even fun. So, I'm going to try something different this time with the mini-game that I'm working on. I'm going to make a paper version of the game and try it out and spend some time with it before committing it to code. In this side quest, I want to talk about prototyping your digital game on the table first. What does that mean exactly? If it's a puzzle game, that means building and testing them using tokens or board game pieces before you put them to screen. In some other cases, you may be able to proof out the game using just a deck of cards. For one game jam, the team I worked with did exactly that. We pulled out a set of playing cards and used them and I think a couple of tokens to make the game. And it was really fun to play in person too. The rest of the jam, everyone had a better idea of what the game was supposed to be because we sat down and hashed out all the details beforehand. In the end, the trash talk from the table didn't get included for the AI as we put it in, but the core was still there. Not having that trash talk though, along with some poor instructions that we wrote up, made the digital version confusing and feel kind of flat. But it was amazing to play this game on night one of the jam. I'll put a link to what we made in the show notes, but that experience turned me on to this methodology for testing game concepts. What can be prototyped like this? Turns out a lot. If you haven't seen how the original Super Mario Brothers was developed, each level was plotted out on graph paper and checked against the constraints before they could be coded into the game. Everyone had a chance to look at it, see where it wasn't going to be fun, and adjust parts to be able to fit it into the tiny, tiny amount of memory for the original Nintendo Entertainment System. By the time they were playtesting the game, the team had confidence that each map was going to at least keep the flow of the game, if not be fun. Keep in mind, at this time, they didn't have the same type of tools we have today. Committing to code wasn't as fast as mocking up a prefab and pushing it to the scene. It took more effort to put it in, so making sure that it was the way you wanted was way more important. Another, and probably more obvious example, is Civilization. The Civilization series centers around the 4X genre. Explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. If you're not familiar with the Civilization series, it's a turn-based strategy game based on those 4Xs. You control and expand your empire, and at the very end of the game, you will be controlling an entire world. This obviously lends itself to converting to tabletop, since the game that it famously is named after started there. New game mechanics can be tested and refined in a night of gaming instead of waiting for weeks to have that feature implemented. Moreover, developers can set up a specific situation to really test a scenario over snacks. No one is spending a huge amount of time doing rudimentary implementations of a game before seeing if it's fun. It also allows for rapid iterations to see if any tweaks are necessary as you adjust rules to better match the game loop you want the players to experience. One other, probably less obvious reason to make a tabletop version of what you're building is to see if it's engaging. As Mark Dara of Bioware fame mentioned in his talk, Will It Be Fun?, it can be used to test seemingly inappropriate types of mechanics such as real-time melee combat in an adventure game. At the end of the day, whatever you end up with for your combat system, you'll have to come up with a model or some other way to represent it. If that combat can be represented in some way, it can be represented on a table. It doesn't necessarily have to be exactly represented the same way, either. If your combat relies on something like a percentage to hit, you can use 2d10 to represent that, 
or use something like Opposing Draws from a deck of cards. Whatever you can get your hands on to get that same expected feel with a given mechanic works. The point isn't to make a full-blown tabletop version of your game, but rather only test to see how engaging it is or can be. At the end of the exercise, you should expect to set aside what you built and start working on your digital game proper. So why do all this? Well, if I haven't convinced you that there's value in examining games or even a single mechanic before implementing them, I suppose that's your prerogative. Planning out something and getting iterations in when it's relatively cheap will make your game not only better, but faster to finish. If you are on a tight budget or have extremely limited time, spending some time on a table version will make things better and your vision more clear earlier in the project. And that's a point. I'm not advocating that making a tabletop version of your game will make a magic bullet and get you everything that you need for your game. Far from it. It's only a tool to explore what you want to make and maybe expose a flaw in your design early. Like all tools in your toolbox, it's up to you to make use of them. Or not. Now that I've convinced you of at least the value of tabletopping your game, let me talk about how I'm applying this to Cartographer. I'm currently working on the gardening portion of Cartographer. I plan on using planting and harvesting as being a major story point in the game, so I have to make it engaging. I examined gardening and farming in a few other casual games, especially ones with a larger focus on storytelling, but none of the mini games on farming were really what I was looking for. I wanted farming and gardening to be a better representation of the game as a larger whole, so I decided to make a mechanic from one of the tabletop games I play with my family. In the game patchwork, each player is trying to build out their quilt using pieces from the center to make a blanket with as many buttons and few holes as possible in order to win. For my take on gardening, I want to evoke that feel of getting into garden and really planning it out, making sure that each and every plant is getting its proper framing and can really shine in its context. I didn't see any real incentive or aesthetic considerations in any of the casual slice-of-life games that I've looked at, so I wanted to bring that in using the quilt building mechanic in Patchwork. Instead of building up the quilt, however, you're building up a garden bed. Each plant will have its own requirement, and each garden bed will have its own conditions, including shading and types of soil. All these considerations will determine the ultimate value of that garden. It sounds like an ideal mock-up for a tabletop game, doesn't it? In my initial tabletop prototype, I'm setting up a static version of the garden plot to try out a few different plants with a few different layouts. For the layout of each plant, I'm envisioning that each will get something similar to a tetramino. You know, those Tetris pieces. This will force the player to make less than optimal choices and enable a sort of high score for a given garden. I'm not quite sure how shading will be visualized, but I am going to start with a card that's drawn to give a quadrant that is shaded on the plot to start off with. My initial plan for scoring this game is to score each plant in its ideal conditions, matching soil types along with shade requirements. If there are any blank spots in the garden, that'll be some sort of point penalty. I haven't settled on how much that's going to be, though. Once I have all these mocked up on paper and maybe playtested a few times, I should be able to see if the game is engaging. I'll let you know of the results of this in a follow-up episode or maybe on Twitter. I haven't decided yet. But that's enough about tabletop testing your game. As always, if you have any suggestions, observations, or any other thoughts on this, leave a comment or reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at jcsiron, J-C-S-I-R-R-O-N. This has been another Adventure Mechanics SideQuest. I'll talk to you next time.